Welcome to Reading to Kids podcast. I'm your host, Jenna. And I'm your host, Peyton. And we're here to read to you or with you. We know that sometimes moms and dads don't always have the time or the motivation to read to their kids each night, and we know how important it is. So, on those nights that you're not in the mood, we're going to do it for you. Can't wait to read with you. Good job, Peyton. High five. The Graveyard Riddle by Lisa Thompson. Chapter 15. Page n- I, 97. And I have all I want for Christmas is you. Yeah. Stuck in my head. Listen, that's how I woke her up this morning and her eyes were like, wa-boom. I'm open. I turned it on, or turned the, the song on, and she was awake, people. <laughs> it, it worked. Like, holy mother. That's so cool. All right, chapter 15, page 97. The next day was Sunday. Every Sunday morning, Mum and I took Frankie for a walk together. We'd start off on High Street, where Mum would buy a newspaper and a coffee, and then we'd do a loop, a loop of the town park before heading home. It was a long walk for Frankie, and sometimes we took turns carrying him on the way home, if he'd had enough. This Sunday, however, Mum said that she had more important things to do, like clearing out our shed. I'm sorry, I know, whoa, wow. I'm sorry, Melody, can you take Frankie on your own? She said over breakfast, I've got so much to do this weekend. The real estate agent has booked a ton of viewings next week. It's all happening so quickly. Hmm, poor thing. She seemed pleased. I certainly wasn't. Why are you why are you bothering? I said, I've told you I am not moving. Mum sighed. Melody, she said, there's no need no need to be like that. Like what? I said. I put down my toast. You lied to me, Mum. You put the house up for sale and you lied. Mm, she's so hurt. I did not lie. I just hadn't got around to telling you telling you in time, shouted Mum. Mm-hmm. Sorry guys, you know I have to drink my coffee in the morning. Mm. Mm. Um, excuse? Excuse. What? Will you turn around? Yeah, lay over here. So, so you can, like, not fall back asleep. I'm not gonna fall asleep. Okay. I took a long breath. You made a decision without me. You talked to the real estate agent. You arranged to sell the house. You lied, I said. You're no different than Dad. Ah, she said it again. I saw Mum flinch when I said that, and I almost wished I could take it back. Comparing her to Dad was harsh, but then it wasn't on me. It wasn't me who had been telling the truth. Oh, who hadn't been telling the truth? This is my home, Mum. My home, I said, and I'm staying here. Mum was breathing hard. She didn't look angry anymore. She looked upset. We stared at each other for a few seconds, and then I got up and went out of the kitchen. I put Frankie on his leash and I slammed the door so hard that the windows rattled. Not going for a walk with mom suited me just fine. Now I could go straight to the plague house and find out exactly what Hal's mission was for me, what mission for me entailed. entailed. It was so exciting. Frankie and I did our usual circuit of the graveyard and I kept a lookout for Martin Stone, but I didn't see him. We headed through the weeds of the plague house. Hal was waiting for us, and he looked cheerful. 
You're back, he said, and you've brought a furry sausage with you. I giggled and Frampy, Frampy, Frankie scampered towards him. His little bottom scooted left and right as he wagged his towel. Hal crouched down and tickled him behind his ears. Hello, boy, he said. You're so cute, aren't you? Anyone who liked Frankie was good in my books. We went through the back room and, I know, aw, went through the back room and Frankie flopped onto Hal's blanket for a snooze. So what's the mission, I said. I've been wondering all morning what could it be. Hal grinned and went over to his rucksack, unzipping his pocket in front. He took out a small piece of folded paper. There's been a major development in the case, he said. Alas, the work I'm, I've been doing here is beginning to pay off. I think that this could be le- this could lead us to the Kingfisher necklace. He, he began to unfold the piece of paper. <sighs> I, it, I've intercepted a message, and I'm almost certain it's been left by Martin Stone trying to communicate with an associate. He passed this, the piece of paper to me. The note was handwritten. Um, the note was handwritten. The letters curly and neat. I read what it said out loud. Use me wisely. I am somebody. Turn me around. I am nobody. Interesting. I looked at Hal. Where did you find it, I said. Hal was looking out the window. It was on the grave that Martin Stone visits. He must have left it there for someone to collect. I read the message again. What do you think it means, I said. I have no idea. I'd usually feed this one back to the team on work, but it's not going to be possible right now, he said, holding up his wrist with a broken watch. I was thinking you might like to take it on a mission. Melody Bird, really, I said. My stomach did a flip of excitement. Really, he said. He looked utterly serious. This was brilliant. I loved solving things. So what do you think, he said. Any ideas? I read the note again, trying to look professional. Um, well, it sounds like a riddle, I said. I agree, Hal said. I frowned and thought hard. Use me wisely. What do we use wisely, I said. Does he mean like a knife or something dangerous? Use me wisely in case you cut yourself. Hal just shrugged. I had to solve that so that he'd be pleased with to ask me to join him. I really wanted to impress him. Did you know that the word riddle comes from the word read, I said? Riddlers have both been have been found are thousands of years old. Hal laughed. I did not know that, he said. I love interesting facts like that. Me too, I said, grinning. I've got one that's perfect for the graveyard, he said. Did you know that they used to reuse coffins in Georgia in Georgian times? Really, I said, a shiver ran down my back. He nodded. Then he waited. Oh, he nodded. They waited until the bodies had rotted away, and then they would dig them up in the coffin, tip the bones out, and resell it. This is so creepy. I, or that is so creepy, I said. What are you going to do with a note? Won't someone be looking for it? Hal nodded. Yes, I need to put it back on the grave so it's not missed. Martin Stone usually comes in in the afternoon. Do you want to copy the riddle down? I read it one more time and just passed it back to him. I'll remember it. I said, I just need some time to think it over. Brilliant, said Hal. I knew I could rely on you. I'd better go get Frankie home, but I'll be back tomorrow after school, I said. I'll bring you some food as well. Thank you, Melody Bird, with a smile. He said with a smile, you're the best. Maybe he, wait, do you think he has parents? I don't know. 
Well, maybe he's actually, if this is all true, maybe he's 18. You know, maybe he's actually an adult, but he's like a young adult. I stayed in the room for the most of the evening. Mom suggested that we watched a film together, but I didn't want to. Oh, she calls a movie a film. You didn't want to No, I'm just noticing the differences in what we normally say and what they normally say in Europe. Um, But I didn't want to. I almost felt bad. She looked so sad when I said no. But then I remember the for sale sign wobbling in our driveway. That night, the riddle went round and round in my head. Use me wisely. I am somebody. Turn me around and I am nobody. How How could you be somebody and then nobody? It didn't make any sense. When I closed my eyes, all I could see was Hal alone in that dark, cold, creepy plague house. Did he get the note back in time? I'd imagined Martin Stone arriving with his gun, hidden beneath his jacket. What if he discovered how? I had to solve this riddle, but it felt impossible. The clock on my bedside table said 2 a.m. I decided to go downstairs to get a glass of water. When I got back to when I got to the bottom, I stopped. I'd seen something moving in the street, though in the street, though the frosted glass of the door through the frosted glass of the door. When I went to the living room and peeked through the gap of the curtains, somebody was standing in the shadow at the end of the alleyway. They were doing a good job of keeping out of sight, but I could see enough to tell that they were holding a pair of binoculars. They turned to look slowly up and down the street, inspecting each house. Jake's first then Jenkins, then Matthews, then Mr. Charles. Then the person put the binoculars down and I saw his face. It was Hal. He was wearing Jake's hoodie and jeans and Matthew's binoculars around his neck. He lifted and focused on number one. The house was the house that was empty. And then he slowly turned the binoculars towards my house. I ducked out of the way for a few seconds. Then I looked again. He'd moved on and was studying the windows of the rectory now. He'd spent a long time with the binoculars trained on the rectory and i and Why i she duck? it's just him because she didn't want him to see that she saw him i don't know all in all she doesn't know who he is you know um rectory okay he'd spent a long time with the binoculars trained on the rectory and i wondered why he was so interested in one single lamp that old nina had glowing in her window or the bushes beneath her window that covered an old cellar He put the binoculars down for one final look around the cul-de-sac, then disappeared back into the darkness. It looked like he was looking for something or someone. Maybe that someone was in, was the criminal, was the master criminal, Martin Stone. Maybe the dangerous criminal was hiding out in the neighborhood. What are you up to? What are you up to, Hal? I whispered. I went to the kitchen to get a glass of water. Frankie had lifted his head from his bed by the fridge and then lay back down again. As I walked back to the dining room table, a glint of something caught my eye, a silver light reflecting off of the mirror that I helped Mum hang on the wall. Just the other day, I stared at it and thought of Hal's riddle in my head. Use me wisely. I am somebody. Turn me around and I am nobody. The answer was the mirror. I almost laughed to myself. Now that I knew the answer, it seemed so obvious. I went up back to bed and dived under my duvet, grinning to myself. I had solved the riddle. I had finished my mission already. So it's like, use me wisely and I am somebody. Because you look in the mirror. And then if you turn around, 
turn me around and I am nobody. I mean, I guess it makes sense. I think that you could say that in many different ways and figure many different things out. What do you think? No, yes. No. I said yes. Oh my goodness. Okay. All right, let's go back to bed for the rest of the day. Okay. I'm chill with that. You're chill with that? Me too. All right, on to the next chapter.